0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the fourth podcast from the Traveling Principal here. My name is Joe Klossi, and I want to start with an apology. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've taken so long to get back on here. It has definitely been uh, like two months. Um, I was totally working on a few things that bogged me down, but now I'm back. Um, I got a lot on my mind. I have been pulled in so many directions these last few months. uh, And it's been unfair to my listeners if I've ever uh, even had one. Uh, So, But nonetheless, I am sorry. And so now, uh, where do we start? Um, Okay, here it goes. We have a tour. Uh, We gave a tour not long ago um, to superintendents in this area. Um, with respect to gaining more ability to recruit, uh, we do this every year, uh, when the school gets uh, around this time of the year, we try to invite superintendents out so they could re-see the school and see the changes, etc. try to sell what we have going on here to their principals and the trickle-down effect, um, would take a place. But in this area, things are whack. Education is run like a business. Okay. Big districts. Have all of the control, unless it comes to the big brother, which I call the county, um, and more on that an entirely new podcast. Uh, but nonetheless, where I dissect the California education system in that podcast, where you know I, I just can't not, I just can't not at this point. I've been in it for six years. I see it now uh, over here in in California. I saw it in New York City, and. I just can't not. So let let me just table that. Um, It's like totally boiling inside me. Um, But that being said, a superintendent comes to the school. We knock the tour out of the park. Um, You know, my assistant principal and I can really roll out the red carpet Uh, and it all comes to a close Walk out, say goodbyes uh, and that we should meet again and, um, you know, stop stop waiting for some occasion like this. And the guy turns around. And he's like, "Yeah, we should talk about, you know, this school being a being like something else." And then he just kind of turned around and walked away. And so I couldn't stop thinking about it. You know, you don't you don't just say that and then walk away. Plus, you know, um, I respect this superintendent uh, more than anybody. So I called. His office, we created an appointment to have a meeting. Um, and December 19, 2019, uh, that's something larger, I find out, is a new school concept. And so, again, I respect the superintendent um, because he's an educator. He sees through the crap. He believes in kids. This guy knows what's up. Uh, and so when he said he wanted a new school, I woke up. I immediately started thinking about the concept of what it would look like as the only direction he gave me when he walked us out of this meeting was this. Okay, Joe, so let's see what you got. I don't want any classes and no classrooms. So here you go. And that was it. I smiled and turned around, got my car, had half a heart attack. Uh, based on the excitement, and the other half realizing that I had no idea what no classes and no classrooms would mean. Um, I mean, think about that for a quick second, and uh, that was going to make it really hard. Uh, And so, as I used to say back east, what in Sam hell? Uh, And so, On the drive home, I couldn't stop smiling. My mind was racing. Um, I didn't have a real heart attack, no, but it literally felt uh, like my heart was beating through my chest as I knew no classrooms. And no classes would mean radically different, if anything at all. Like right off the bat, that's what I'm thinking. Um, And so radically different is not something that a small town uh, like Ventura County is keen to, especially comprehensive, happy surrounding districts, which is all they seem to know. Uh, and here comes the doubt. And so um, this idea here for a miniseries was born. Um, I, I was thinking to myself in the car, I'm like, wow, I mean, this is going to be nuts. This is going to be literally and metaphorically a ride um, for me because, you know, I, I think I was brought to this county to clean up the current school I was in and I was hired, not because I was better than any of the other candidates because there was one candidate, um, who was there who, if he ever listens to this, he'll know right away, uh, who who, it was him. He's, you know, the equivalent to me in this area, he is now one of the other principals. I highly respected him from day one. Um, he's just like a no nonsense, super intelligent guy. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think it was because I was better than him. I think really my board felt like this guy doesn't know anybody. He's got nothing to lose. I'm not tied to anybody. I don't have any like ins here. I don't have to make people happy. They brought me here to make this school successful. Um, and so I, I went through that process and made friends and enemies along the way without caring about either. And so here I am again, and I feel like, The superintendent approached me for that reason. He approached me because he likes what he sees. He approached me because he feels like he saw what I have here. Um, and he wants, he wants that for his kids. And he has a K to eight school district. And so I, I don't, I don't blame him and it's, I'm honored. And so all that being said, this is the first of a series of episodes where I'm going to be recording this process. Of starting a new school from the ground up Um, I'll mention the hurdles the goods the bads and although I won't mention many names I'm mentioning titles because if there's one thing I've learned is that education is a business to most it is cutthroat it's usually not about kids at high levels and I'm, I am only at this like quasi principal superintendent because there's no real superintendent of the LEA that is my charter. So um, I, I, I've gotten such a glimpse at how this works uh, at this level. Uh, and unless these people are called out for what they do when they are doing things wrong, they will just continue to do them and continue to try to figure out ways of getting away with it as such is the example in our higher society. So, Therefore, in this episode, I'm going to tell you about the early thought processes uh, that I had when it comes to thinking of the concept revolving around no classes and no classrooms. Uh, I'm going to dip a little into that thought process and eventual mental checklist that I created um, that I used when I was thinking of a plan. Uh, so, the checklist will begin in this first episode and just continue throughout. Um, if you are a school leader and you're in a similar situation where um, you're faced with the ability to start a school, so you're, you're exactly where I am and you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn about this process, let me teach you one of the most important lessons. Um, be prepared to be as flexible now as you have ever been in your career. Um, because I I can't be completely married to specific ideas and hope that that pans out, hope that that plays through, hope that that's what it is. I have to be willing to kind of go through this like give and take process. Um, and it has been so gnarly, I have to say. So, uh, also, like if you're looking for some excitement in your career, man, you got it. This is this is absolutely nuts. Um, I couldn't help but to not write it down. Um, I couldn't help but to not talk about it. Um, I'm also doing this because I want school leaders who have maybe had the thought, because they're in a similar position that I am in now, um, that they could do it better. And if they have an in, and they have a couple of the lights that are green in the direction that they want to go in, they should definitely just do it, man. So um, in future episodes, I'm going to be discussing this process from beginning to end. Um, I'm going to talk about the meetings that I have to attend, the reactions that I had to each of them, the complexities and hurdles. Um, Jumping through it uh, to make it to this end result, which uh, will hopefully be a new school um, I, you know, again, I, I don't have any idea what this is going to look like. I don't even know if this whole thing is going to take off. So if it does, woohoo, um, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super stoked about that. And so, um, you know, ul- ultimately though, I, I, my main goal, like if somebody was to say to me, you know, what's up, what will be the, what would you guys get out of it? Um, you know, my why would be, they brought me here to clean the school up, and this move would make ACE permanent. And so that would mean that I did that job really well. And <clears throat> I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of a perfectionist inside of me, or, or every administrator I feel like sets an unrealistic standard of success for themselves, and that would mean I kind of met it. So um, let's dig right in, dude. Let's, let's hit it. Let's um, get to what happens. Um, so far, and here it is. So I go home the night of, um, that meeting, uh, and began thinking of possible ideas. I immediately thought of culinary arts. Okay. First thing that went through my mind. Um, I knew that area needed it, um, I knew how to run a culinary school already. I must repeat, this area really needs it. Um, food sucks around here. Uh, I used to go to a food truck to get the best food around here, and so I mean, I I, I come from New York City. I would pay for the food if it was worth eating, um, and a lot of times I paid ridiculous amounts of food uh, that was definitely worth eating, and that I don't mind doing that again. So. Um, There's that side of things, but I also have to mention that I've recently gone vegan, so things are a little different now, Um, but I'm really referring to earlier than that. Uh, I've been here for years, I know the options, uh, or the lack thereof, right? Uh, I know the service is usually not so good wherever we go around here, I know that people in California are super nice and really friendly, um, but I don't want uh, nice, I want knowledgeable. Um, I'd rather someone tell me their honest opinion about some of the food items and have them be, you know, that they didn't like the items rather than lie and feed me some weird line about how everything's good. You know, um, I knew that high school, um, that I worked in in New York city was an awesome idea because it helped all of these restaurants reach higher levels. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do the same here. Uh, And so immediately, I started with thinking about culinary arts and and an awesome program being included. Now, there are culinary arts programs, I believe, at one school that has a pretty cool thing going over there, Um, and then there's another school that has like a class, Um, and so I also know that there is a college that has an amazing program, and so I'm really hoping that that college, um, the, the program that that college has is, you know, something I could kind of pipeline into. So um, I'm just hoping to create an, an awesome program there. I thought about how much um, that benefited the population of students in the school I came from, um, in addition to how much we all ate on campus, how cool holidays, um, celebratory events were due to this as well. I remembered how the kids would stash their paraphernalia outside of the scaffolding in New York uh, and then come into the school through scanning. Those kids would put on their chef whites and aprons and you couldn't tell them apart at all. Um, Once I saw that, I knew career and technical education had to be a part of any school that I'm working at moving forward. That is a recipe for success. I knew that this was one of the ways to maximize efficiency and foster an environment, which therefore increased student engagement. Um, Quality career and technical education can be a culture shifting scenario for a community, as I've seen them transform neighborhoods, and I would absolutely love to do the same here. Um, As for the location, um, this plays a big part as well. The possible location for the site is on a farm. We're looking at around 10 acres of land. Next to the site is a reputable middle school already, which is a STEAM school, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Um, Part of the plan for another 10 acres next door to my proposed site is a new K to five. And additionally, a new community is being built adjacent to where my site will be as well. The community will pump new families into the area increasing population. And this is a great thing for my school, a few pluses so far. 10 acres of land is huge. um, And so that's really exciting. Um, The K-8 to nearby as a feeder school is also amazing. And then the new community um, of new enrollment opportunities is also something that I am really looking forward to with regards to this process. Um, This day was the day before winter break now I'm I'm going to in 2019. Um, We had our staff gathering um, the following night and during um, around the time uh, I was able to have my first drink to celebrate the halfway mark with the staff. Um, which I usually have like one with them and then and, and I don't stick around. Um, my phone rings and it is that superintendent. okay so now I'm at staff party. Phone rings with the superintendent there. Um, he proceeds to tell me that he has been able to retain a lawyer to look at the property and he wants me to know that it might be time to start telling some folks on my end in case this begins to get uh, around the small channels. Um, of those at the higher up levels, Uh, basically referring to, I thought, my board. Um, And so I step outside of the front and I call my board president and I tell him that we are on the verge of something big and we have the potential to make our school permanent around here. And so let's let's, uh, do like a quick necessary flashback, Uh, some quick background um, to the story. I run the only traditional charter high school around these parts in this whole county. Um, We are not fondly looked upon. Actually, it's safe to say nobody likes us. It's safe to say we actually are hated. Um, Surrounding my school are four alternative education sites, two of which are for expelled youth, and one is a continuation site for suspended students. Additionally, all of my comprehensive high schools have around 2,000 students and are bursting at the seams. My school is the only career and technical education site around here. We are construction, engineering, computer science, and architecture based. We are small and I do things for kids, man. I do things differently around here. I'm not tied to bureaucracies. I don't need to conform. I don't like settling. I was brought here to save a failing school and had about a year to turn around before I was going to shut it down. Um, And I did that and we are a great school now with lots to offer. However, we have no friends. We do not have a feeder school, so I can't pump kids directly from middle schools into my school. Some districts won't even allow us into their sites to recruit for whatever reason I have yet to figure out. Um, But our school is still doing well. We, uh, you know, we reach and scratch for enrollment. Because all students are forced to enroll uh, into their feeder comprehensive high school, regardless to choice. Um, I have to recruit them by having an awesome school where kids want to go there. Uh, and that's how I get them. Um, no friends means no one wants you around, I guess, um, clearly. And so back to the story. Uh, permanence. Um, When I say that to my board president, permanence would mean 100% successful completion of my time at ACE, bringing this job from closing um, this school to it now being the first international baccalaureate career program in the state, um, and now never going anywhere with with a move like this. So I call my board president from the party. He's immediately not thrilled. He thinks that our authorizer isn't going to like this move. Um, She'll never let us go to another district because she knows we'll grow and threaten her and take the ADA from her as well. Um, So that average daily attendance. um, And he's also in several business deals with our authorizing district as he is a labor union president. And union workers are building new school sites in this area, which one of them will eventually take enrollment from us. So our authorizing district has control of our charter. uh, And we just signed a new one last year, which is good for another four years. Uh, So herein lies problem number one. I agree with my board president. Uh, This move is super risky. It's costly. It's time consuming. And it's totally going to ruffle the feathers of everyone that hates us already. Um, The superintendent smiles in our direction because we make her district look good again. Um, I've worked super hard in making this be the case. Um, This move will definitely bring me back to square one. Um, But before I've even thought of the plan, the one person that I've always had on my side with regards to anything I've done as principal to this LEA, um, abbreviated for the local education agency, Um, is against me. This night turned into something terrible quickly. My mindset was racing before I walked out of the holiday party that night. I asked two um, staff that I've known the longest at that site about their thoughts on this matter. A lead teacher who will remain nameless, but will be obvious by this explanation, um, began to immediately cry and stated that this would permanently put us on the map forever. Um, Again, my heart leaped through my chest. The other person was my AP and he and I know this is the move we need to make. Um, The only other person that knew at this point was my counselor who was helping with this as well because she's a real educator. Um, She's for the underdog and she knows what this area needs as she grew up here. and as her ear is to the ground in this community as well, and it will be much needed throughout this process, um, I went home pretty nervous. Um, I figured when I got there, I should probably begin thinking about this situation from a lens that focused on the school instead of the politics behind it. Um, <laughs> and that's um, that's what I do, man. I'll, I'll distract myself um, with the school. I mean. If I distract myself about what could go wrong with the process by making what I could control go right and triumph over everything else because of these potentials, well, that would be the goal um, uh, of this from beginning to end. So, um, you know, my first mental note that I would make upon reflection of the very, very beginning of this process is that, you know, you need to have... Um, some sort of idea in your head first about, it, it, you know, your, your checklist should be totally recalling the, the incidents in your career or the instances rather in your career that have allowed you the ability to take a step back and say, wow, that is awesome. That is an awesome idea. That is something that I need to do. Um, I like that. I I want to try to figure out a way to incorporate that into you know teaching and learning. That's what education should look like. Those are the are the things that you need to start to try to compile uh, in your mind that are kind of must haves and list those must haves pedagogically speaking out. You know, talk about curriculum. Think about what direction you would want the school to go in. I, I, I I've just recently, which I'll mention, talked to somebody of, of who I value their opinion um, when it comes to education, very intelligent, individual, reputable, um, has done a lot for, for teaching and learning in this area, um, and the, the responses that this person gave me made me take a step back and think, wow, they have no idea about um, the the style of education that I'm going after And it's to no fault of their own for everybody here is comprehensive. Everybody here only knows what they've only known. Um, And so this is going to be outside of the box, man. No classes, no classrooms. Um, That's how I'm going to leave you on on the first episode. You know, start that checklist by thinking about the things that you need to have. Um, You know, I, I would focus on the process of the school to distract yourself from the bureaucracies that, that have already been like more layered and I've experienced more of than I would like to have had in my entire career. And in the words of Kurt Vonnegut, we close episode one with, and so it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the traveling principal, um, your stop for all your school needs, a one-stop shop for all your school needs. Um, Check me out at thetravelingprincipal.com. My name is Joe Klossy. I'm going to be making a school, and I'm stoked to bring you with me. Um, Until next time, take care, you guys.